The reason most creatives hate contracts is because they look like this. They're 20 pages long, they're stuffed with legal jargon, and nobody wants to read contracts like that. Well, maybe me. And because nobody wants to read contracts like that, in most cases, that's exactly the wrong kind of contract to give your client. But that doesn't mean you get away with not giving your client a contract either. This week's question comes to us from Jeff in Oregon. He asks, do I have to use a formal written contract? Hi, I'm Kivani Staley, founder of The Artist JD, a place designed to add ease to the legalese of running your creative business. Jeff, my short answer is no, you don't have to use a formal written contract like you're probably thinking of in your head, that long, terrible 20-page contract. But, you probably do want to use a written contract with your clients. Contracts are there so that you and your client are on the same page. They exist so that you don't unintentionally let down the other side because you had a different understanding about what was going to be done when and what you were going to be giving them. And so a contract allows you to make sure you're on the same page by literally getting on the same page about what is going to happen in your relationship. There are only three requirements for a valid contract. You need an offer, you need acceptance of that exact offer, and you need an exchange of things of value. What do I mean by that? An offer is, I will design your website and 10 pages on your website for $5,000. And the client says, that's great. I will pay you $5,000 to design a website that has 10 pages on it. An offer, an acceptance, and then you exchange things of value. You design the website, your client pays you the $5,000. If instead you had said, I will design a 10 page website for $5,000 and the client had said, $5,000 is a little out of our budget. If we could pay you $3,000, would you design us seven pages? And then you could come back and say, yes, I will design you seven pages for $3,000. There again, we've got the offer and they said, nope, I'm gonna change the offer to this which in legal jargon is that counter offer. And then you agree to their exact offer, you exchange things of value, you have a contract. Legalese is not one of those three requirements for a contract. Legalese exists so that we lawyers have a job, but it's not a requirement for a valid contract. So contracts can be valid as long as they have those three things. But there are six times where a contract has to be in writing to be enforceable. The mnemonic I learned in law school to help me remember the six times you need a contract to be in writing is my legs. M for marriage, Y for year or more, L for land, E for executor, G for goods of more than $500, and S for surety. Now only four of those six are probably gonna come up in your business. The first that would come up is Y, year. 
if a contract can't be performed in a year, it must be in writing. Now there's a difference between a contract that we don't know how long it's going to take, it's for an indefinite amount of time, versus a contract that is going to last for 366 days or more, or 367 I guess if it's a leap year. If a contract says in it that it's going to last for 18 months, if the contract is going to last for two years, then it must be in writing to be valid. If the contract says this is just going to go on as long as we decide to continue to work together, it doesn't have to be in writing to be valid because it could end in just a handful of months. The second one that might come up in your business is L for land. Uh, when you have a contract to lease a space, to buy a space, to have your studio or warehouse or those kinds of spaces where you are renting or owning a piece of land, then you need that contract to be in writing. G, goods of more than $500. If you are having, um, have a wholesale account that they are um, purchasing more than $500 at any point in time, you need a contract between them in order for that sale to be valid. And finally, S for surety. Surety is, um, if we remember way back when we were young and just uh, getting credit cards or just getting our first leases or maybe getting our first car loan, and our parents or some other adult in our lives had to sign to guarantee that if we didn't pay the bills, they would pay it. So the, when this comes up in our businesses is if you're a brand new LLC. When you're a brand new LLC, you're like an 18 year old kid. You have zero credit history. And so banks and other um, lending institutions might say, yeah, we'll lend your LLC money, but you personally have to back up that loan. That if the LLC can't pay, you will guarantee that you will pay the money for the LLC. So that's the other time that a contract would need to be in writing to be valid. So if you're not in one of those six instances, an oral contract is going to be held up. But remember, the whole point we're having a contract with those that we work with is to make sure we're both on the same page. And the easiest way to make sure we're both on the same page is by literally getting on the same page. And so even if you're not in one of those six situations where the contract has to be in writing to be valid, I'd strongly recommend that you put together a contract so that you can make sure you're on the same page. But what do you put in that contract? I've put a link in the show notes to a post that I've put together that goes through 17 sections that you might want to consider having in your contract and helps you think through when you might have or not have those sections in your contract. So in order to put together your contract, make sure you check out that post and download the worksheet so that you can figure out what sections you should be having as you create this contract. Now when Jeff asked if he needed a formal written contract, I said that he didn't need one like he was probably thinking of his in his head. He doesn't need something that is long, hard to read, and has to be printed out and do a pen signature. Yes, that is one option of signing a contract, but there are a lot of other ways. There are services like HelloSign that you can upload your simple two-page contract written in plain English that's really easy for you and your client to understand, and you both can insert your electronic signatures on it. A lot of my clients use tools like Dubsado or HoneyBook to run their businesses, and in those programs you can upload a contract, put 
identify some merge fields and your client can sign it as they go through the onboarding process. That's another valid way to sign a formal written contract. And finally, when we're talking about things like wholesale terms, when you're selling goods for more than $500, something as simple as an I agree to the wholesale terms checkbox, that terms of service that has a link to what your wholesale terms are, that's another completely valid way to sign a contract. So there are lots of ways that you can create a contract that makes sure that you and the person you're working on gets on the same page by being on the same page. I mentioned earlier that I've left a link to a blog post that walks you through the 17 sections you might want to include in your contract. But if you want a little more help than that, we've got a course in the Artist Courtyard community that we're building out currently, dripping out content as we speak, that's going to walk you through exactly how to do that and has seven example contracts that you can use so that you can quickly and easily put your contract together. Got a question you want me to cover in an upcoming episode? Make sure you leave it in the comments below. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you soon.